0: Hello my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly believe that they're the center of the universe and that nobody matters. And in this episode, Opie tells a tale about the time she was kidnapped by this entitled Karen and forced to do laundry for her. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories today. Don't shake your heads too hard. And as always, you can send your post to this email right here. So I will admit that I'm biased right off the bat. I can't stand my husband's ex-wife. I call her his ex, to myself and others. He called her his friend. We're in our 40s, and she died recently due to an aneurysm. I've been with him for 10 years now, but he's known her for 20 plus years. So the way he tells it is they were friends in college, they decided to date, they got married... And then they realized that they weren't a great couple and they decided to just be friends. All that happened years before I met him. He was clear early on that she was important to him. So a couple of months into dating, it came up that his friend was actually his ex-wife. He explained the above to me, saying that she's one of his closest friends and that it was purely platonic. Early on, I expressed some discomfort at him being so close to an ex, and that's when he told me, that's fine. If you have a serious issue with it, let me know now and save us some time. I like you and all, but I've known her for over 12 years, and she's one of the most important people in my life. You'll have to be okay with that if you want us to be a thing. When we were engaged, I asked him again, and he gave me this perplexed look and asked me, why would us getting married affect my friendships? At that, I sucked it up and went along. I resented every moment of knowing her, especially when we had to be social. She understood some part of him that I couldn't. Her husband was also friends with mine as well, so it's not like I could use him as an angle. He'd often have lunch with his ex, they'd go to their geeky movies, and whatever. And the few times I brought it up saying that I'm not comfortable and I'd rather him not hang with her. He said, we've had this conversation before. You've had your chance to back out. With that said, she died shortly after they had lunch the other day on the way to her car. He spent a bunch of time crying, but honestly, I was relieved. My husband was working with her husband on the funeral planning and I told him, you don't think you're going, do you? And at that, he was shocked that I said it. My argument summed up is she's dead, so she's not a factor anymore. He doesn't get to use his she's my friend excuse since she doesn't exist anymore. He's had his good cry for a couple of days, and there's no need for him to go to her funeral. Since being his ex, I wouldn't want her at his. He was the angriest I've ever seen him when I told him that, saying that he'll be going no matter how I feel, and that he's willing to burn this marriage to the effing ground, while holding up his wedding band. He then says to me, besides you, she was the closest friend in my life. With that said, him, her husband, and my sisters are calling me an insensitive entitled a-hole over this for trying to control him, all saying that there's no romantic aspect to their relationship and that I'm heartless. Her husband even went as far as calling me a ghoul for how I've reacted. I've never felt their relationship was appropriate, and I hid that for years because I wanted to be with my husband. Now that she's gone, I don't feel like I should have to hide it anymore, and that I can speak freely. That's just my opinion I've held for a long time. So am I the a-hole for just wanting him to be done with her? and for him to not attend the funeral. Guys, so when this post was shared with me, I could not believe it. Like, this woman is 100% the a-hole, as voted by pretty much everyone. And guys, I was freaking gobsmacked when she literally said that she was relieved that her husband's ex died, so she won't have to deal with him hanging out with her anymore. Like, I get the whole being uncomfortable with the being friends with your ex thing, but her husband made it clear to her so many times that she had to be okay with it, and she lied. I hope OP's husband does attend the funeral and starts to rethink this relationship because clearly he's married to a heartless monster. This person says, when he divorces you, he probably won't have to explain his friendship with you to the next woman because, seriously, who would want to stay friends with a woman who treated you like this? And this person comments, if she doesn't exist anymore, why are you jealous of her? He can't even leave you for her now, so I think it's time you got past it. You are the a-hole, you can speak freely, and he can leave after finding out how heartless you are. Fair enough. So I want to share this recent entitled Karen encounter with you. On this day, I was waiting in line at the grocery store to check out with my items. I usually use self-checkout, but the lines were long everywhere, so I got into a normal cashier line. So I'm waiting peacefully for my turn, minding my own business, probably thinking about dinner or something. There's only two people in front of me. All of a sudden, I hear, Hey, you, give me your bags. At that, I furrow my brow for a moment and look over to see a woman standing to my right. I look at her and just stare at her for a moment, and she points her finger at me and says, You, give me your bags. I then look into my cart and notice my reusable grocery totes. I look back at her confused, and the following dialogue ensues. I say to the Karen, oh, don't worry, they have bags at the checkout. Karen says, I don't want to pay five cents a bag. At that I say, oh, maybe you should buy some reusable bags. There's some right over there for... The Karen interrupts me with a sigh and says, I have reusable bags in my car. To which I say, nice, you should go back out and get them then. Karen says, no, I don't want to walk out and then come back in, plus I can't leave my cart. I tell her, I'm sure you can leave your cart at the customer service while you go get your... She then interrupts me again and says, no, no one's watching my cart, give me your bags. I tell her, you can't have my bags. At this point, she yells to the cashier and says, hey, she won't give me her bags, pointing at me. The cashier shrugs, motions me forward, and I proceed to check out, and the cashier grabs my bags from the carts and begins packing them. Karen's standing behind me seething in anger. The entire time the cashier is bagging my stuff, the Karen proceeds to ridicule every single item I selected and how the said item doesn't really require a bag. So I finish checking out and begin walking out with my groceries that are in my bags when Karen yells out to me as I walk on, Hey, can you bring your bags back once you put your groceries in your car? At that point, the man in line behind Karen yells back at her and says, Lady, buy your own damn bags. Some people are just too darn cheap, aren't they? I don't want to pay five cents a bag, give me yours. Or, how about you use some logic, Karen? You pay for the items, pack the items back inside your carts, push your cart to your car where you have the reusable bags, and it's pretty straightforward from there. But no, instead, she harasses strangers for their bags. Ain't that something? So Japan is my favorite place in the world to visit, specifically Tokyo. I've been there many times, but this story happened the first time I went on my own. The first time I actually went at all was a study abroad program, and therefore everything was pre-planned for us. I went in a group with five friends, but I myself was in charge of planning everything including finding a place to stay. Since we were going for a month as we were there on summer break during college, it saved us money to stay in a rental property. I found a place within walking distance of a hugely convenient train line that runs in a circle. So this little house I found seemed perfect because of its location. The owner was nice. She was Canadian, so she obviously spoke perfect English, which was nice for receiving directions to the house. But she was really, really off though. The woman had no cats, but she sort of had a really crazy cat lady personality. The woman kept finding excuses to come inside the house while we were there, like to bring in more toilet paper or to tell us things. Now that was unusual, but none of us felt really threatened or anything. She was just obviously a really weird, really lonely lady. The woman also drove a fire engine red car, and whenever she stopped by the house, she would beg my best friend and I to leave the group and to go on a ride with her. Eventually, after probably two weeks or so of pleading, we agreed, as we had nothing to do. Now, I don't know why, I guess she just seemed pathetic, and it was late at night, like 11 p.m., but the idea of driving around the city at night seemed kind of cool. And it was cool. The city was beautiful lit up, and while we were so familiar walking it, seeing it via car was a whole new experience. The woman drove us around for maybe half an hour, and then she parked in front of this apartment building. And that's when my friend and I exchanged glances, like, what the heck? The woman then told us to come in and look at another property she owned and rented out. Now, we really didn't want to, but we felt kind of trapped. So we follow her down some stairs to some basement apartment. A little tiny crap hole of a place, honestly. She told us the previous guest had just left, and that's when she asked, can you help me with doing their laundry? And we're both thinking, what the F? Now hearing that, the shock and disgust must have been plain on my face and my friend's face because she said, "'Well, I drove you around for free. I took time out of my day to let you see more of the city. The least you can do is help me with laundry.'" My friend and I looked at each other again and was like, "'Did she just kidnap us and take us to some dingy crap hole to do laundry?' My friend and I were then given five large laundry bags, and forced to stuff all the dirty towels, blankets, sheets, and pillowcases in them, thinking that was it. After that was done, we got back to the car, and my friend and I were both like, oh, thanks for the ride, but it's really late, and we should really get back. Also, it's around midnight at this point, and that's when the lady literally said, if you expect a ride back, then you owe me more help with laundry. No laundry, no ride back. We were both freaking out at this point. We had no idea what area we were in, and I never felt unsafe, I guess. But it was one of the most what the actual F scenarios that we've ever been in. She then drove us to another apartment she owned, one that had a washer and dryer in it. She then made us unload all the laundry into the washing machine, which was way too much for one load. It had to have been two to three loads. She then expected us to just sit there and wait for the washer and dryer to finish everything in the bags, so we could then fold everything, bring it back to the other apartments, all in exchange for the car rides, which is basically kidnapping at this point. Luckily, the second apartment was in this area we recognized that was close enough to the train station I mentioned earlier. So my friend and I told her that again, we're sorry, it's late. Almost 1 a.m. at this point, And we decide to just walk back home instead. The woman starts freaking out and trying to convince us that we owe her from the ride that she gave us, but we just booked it out of there. Following the flow of the crowd, we ended up at the station and we end up back at the house. After that, the lady's craziness went up like a thousand percent, to the point where she would just let herself into the house while we were there to try to force us to do things for her. Anytime she wanted to do anything, she said that we got a free ride from her around town. And that we owed her for all the time and gas she used. It was insane. The last week or so, we were hiding all of our valuables and burying everything in our suitcases. The woman never seemed like she was going through our stuff, but we just couldn't trust her at all to that point. Honestly guys, I would be freaking terrified if I was in OP's shoes. Like just being in a country that you're unfamiliar with, getting kidnapped at midnight by a person you barely know, and are taken to these weird dingy little apartments and forced to do laundry. And honestly, I feel like Opie and her friend were really lucky that that second apartment was in a place that they recognized because I definitely couldn't imagine one o'clock in the morning being in some random middle of nowhere spot and being forced to do laundry by some wacky Karen. So when I was about 12 or 13 years old, I lived on a military base with my dad and my stepmom. Anyways, my stepmom had become friends with another woman who we'll call Karen on our street. And they would just sit on their porches drinking wine and gossiping about the other adults or even kids on the street. My stepmom would often let Karen come in and boss me and my siblings around and it obviously annoyed the heck out of me. She would also call the cops on me and my older sister, to the point where the base police knew our names. She was crazy. So when my stepmom and dad finally split, I thought she wouldn't come over and she would leave us alone. And I was wrong. So on this day, my friend had come over because my dad was super chill with friends coming in and hanging out. He was also at work during this situation. I was cooking some ramen when all of a sudden I hear the screen door open. I look around the corner confused when Karen storms down the hall to the kitchen and this is what happens. She marches up to my friend and says, Hey friend, can I talk to you? Completely ignoring my presence. My friend says, uh, sure Mrs. Karen. She then proceeds to pull my friend around the corner and begins whispering to her. I being the nosy person I am, eavesdropped. I hear the Karen telling my friend, I don't think you should hang out with OP, she's bad news. Don't you see her dyed hair? My hair was dyed blue at the time. And her piercings? I had a nose piercing. She will corrupt you. She also bullies my blind daughter, just so you know. Which in reality, her blind daughter bullied me, and I told her off finally. Karen says, why don't you just come and hang out with my daughter instead? My friend tells her, Mrs. Karen, your daughter bullies OP and I all the time. At this point, she got very mad, and she's yelling, my daughter is a saint. She can't bully anyone. She's blind. My friend tells her, but that doesn't mean... Karen says, see, OP's made you think this because she hates my daughter. At this point, I step out from around the corner and say, Karen, you shouldn't have even walked in here in the first place without at least knocking. And Karen says, shut up. I'm not leaving until your friend realizes how crappy you are. I tell her your daughter's way worse than me, but knowing who her mother is makes sense why she's the way she is. And by the way, your daughter dyed her hair red yesterday. I don't think my friend should hang out with her. She might corrupt my friend. Karen says, excuse me? How dare you accuse my daughter of being that way? I'm gonna call the police right now, and I won't leave this damn house until they get here. She then proceeds to pull out her phone, and my friend and I are just laughing hysterically. I tell her, lady, you're crazy. I'll tell them that you trespassed, and maybe this time, they'll actually have a reason to come here. I suggest you leave now and not call them. Karen holds her ground and says, I will not be leaving until they get here, like I said. So the base police show up. I explain everything, and Karen gets arrested, but only for a few hours. My dad finally comes home, and I explain everything, and he laughs. It's not super crazy, but somewhat a good ending. Guys, I love how Karens always think they're in the rights and call police, only to have it backfire on them so hard. And another thing to add is just because your daughter's blind Karen doesn't mean she can't pick on other kids and bully them. So OP does have a part 2 to this post, and it says, So to clear up some confusion, the daughter is legally blind, but she can see shadows and such. And a lot of people are wondering why I don't lock the door on my previous post, and that's because I live on a military base, which is generally safe, and it was daytime. I'd also just come inside to cook something to eat, so naturally I left the main door open. And also, we usually don't lock our screen doors, since they don't have a key. So this story occurred a month or two after the first one I posted. It's a clear, beautiful night, and I'm with a group of friends at this park behind my house. If you've lived or live in military housing, there's parks everywhere. But there's always this one specific park. We're all around having a good time, running around, being rambunctious children. We then decide to play hide-and-go-seek. The limits were from one end of the street to the other, and we can go behind the houses, but not into the forest. I made it clear to stay a few feet away from people's backyards, even if they're gated. Especially to stay far away from Karen's backyard. My friends knew the history between us, and if anything bad happened, I would suffer the consequences. So after making it very clear, I said I'll go first to seek. About 10 minutes later, I found everyone. My older sister being the last one I found. We were all walking back to the park when I hear a frantic scream from behind me. It's Karen and she says, OP, get your ass over here. My sister whispers, hey, you really don't have to. She's crazy. There's no point. Karen then says, if you don't come here, I'll go there. And only you, your sister better stay right there. I then roll my eyes and approach her anyways, so she'd stop yelling at me. My sister trailed behind me, but Karen didn't say anything. So I walk up to her and very casually to piss her off say, Hey, what's up? Your wine bottle's empty? Is that why you're picking on me? Karen says, you're lucky it's me talking to you and not the cops. After what you threw into my yard. I ask her, what did I throw into your yard? Even though I'm pretty sure you saw me walking around the street playing hide and seek. Now I want to remind you that she sits on her porch, drinks wine and gossips with all the other moms on the street. And yes, they're all entitled mothers. Karen says, yes, I did see you, but then you disappeared for four minutes, I counted. And that's when you threw damn rocks into my yard. At this point, I'm unable to contain my laughter and say, did, did you just say rocks? Karen shouts at me, stop laughing, my daughter said she saw you. Karen then calls her daughter, and out came her perfect girl. Karen asked her, you said you saw OP... And her daughter says, yes, mommy. I then chime in and say, how did you know it was me when you're blue?" Karen interrupts me and says, shut up. Don't question my daughter. You need to apologize to me right now and I won't call the cops. She then turns to her daughter and says, honey, go inside. You don't need to be around this Satanist. Referring to my dyed hair. At this point, I'm getting a very wonderful and awful idea. I apologize to Mrs. Karen, and Karen smirks and says, Your is not accepted, but I won't call the cops today. Consider yourself lucky. I then speed walk back to my group of friends with a giant smile on my face. They're all asking what happened, so I explain, and then I tell them my idea. So the way that Karen's house is facing is across the street from the park. But from her porch, she can see the pathway to the park clearly, especially with the bright streetlights and the sidewalk lights. It felt like we had a spotlight on us as we prepared the idea. So I had my friends all sit in a circle, and I placed one of them into the center. He just so happens to be in drama, so this act was gonna be phenomenal. Once everybody had quietly controlled their giggling, we hold each other's hands, and I begin shouting gibberish. Just literal gibberish. My friend in the middle then began to convulse, his eyes rolling back and everything. Cue the Karen walking up screaming, What the heck are you doing? Are you performing a ritual? I just look up at her and give her a creepy laugh. And I want to note that at this point, Karen can't call the police because of the previous story. But of course, she found a way around it. She then told her friend to call the police, and she storms away making sure the woman was actually making the call. And we all start laughing. And since it was requested last time, here's what I can remember from the conversation with the base officer. So the familiar base police car pulls up, and I am already waiting at the sidewalk for them. The Karen keeps her distance across the street, but she's glaring at me the whole time. My friends are a few feet behind me, still cracking up about what happened. So I say, hey officer, lovely night we're having. To which the officer says, of course it's UOP, can't you stay out of trouble for once? He then gives me a wink before walking over to karen and her friend i can't really hear what they're saying but from where i am i'm watching karen's face as she explains everything and it was priceless the woman was so expressive fast forward 10 minutes and the officer comes over to me and says so karen told me that you were throwing glass into her yard and then you perform some satanic ritual? I tell them, well, actually, she accused me of throwing rocks into her yard, so I don't know where the glass came from. My older sister's with me too. You can ask her if you need to. The officer says, no, I believe you. I asked her to show me the glass, and she said she picked it up, and she threw it away. So then I said to show me the trash, and she said her husband took it out already. I knew she was lying before that. Anyways, like I said before, just try to keep out of trouble and don't do rituals in front of her again or throw glass in her yard. He then gave me a smile as he gets back into his car and I nod. Meanwhile, Karen screams, how come you never arrest her? She's a damn brat. The officer tells her, there's never a reason to arrest her, so you should stop or you'll get you and your husband in trouble. Karen huffed, and when the officer was out of sight, she flipped me off and sat back down on her porch with the other mom. So yeah, it definitely sounds like Karen needs to get a hobby or something. Something better to do than to pick on 13-year-olds and gossip about everybody. But you know entitled people, guys. They love to cause trouble. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash petty revenge where Opie single-handedly destroys an HOA because he got fined 200 bucks. It's such a funny story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more